right, all you Holly weirdos. It's time to grab your ghost hunting gear and tighten up those skeptic goggles because we are going to dive into the mysterious depths of the RMS Queen Mary alongside our new BFF, Becca Knight, who is head of the Grey Ghost Project on board the Queen Mary. If you recalled in part one of our episode, Return to the Queen Mary, we sat down with Becca Knight to learn more about the history and haunted history on board the RMS Queen Mary. With her unparalleled expertise and relentless spirit for paranormal investigations and research, we anticipate an interesting array of evidence that will make even skeptics question what is truly beyond our existence. So brace yourselves for a series of ESTA sessions conducted in some of the most haunted locations on board the RMS Queen Mary, such as the Captain's Bridge, Room B340, the Rope Hold, and the infamous First Class Swimming Pool. As we navigate this atmospheric vessel with a mix of trepidation, intrigue, and just a hint of humor, we prepare to buckle ourselves up, even invite you skeptics and believers alike to embark with us on this bone-chilling adventure within the beautiful and quite possibly one of the most haunted ships in the world, the RMS Queen Mary. Let's get Holly Weird with the Grey Ghost Project. all you holly weirdos welcome back to part two of our return to the queen mary where bryce and myself will participate in the gray ghost project with becca knight if you haven't listened to part one of return to the queen mary and our interview with becca knight who is the head of research and paranormal investigations on board the RMS Queen Mary, along with being the brainchild behind the Great Ghost Project, then we highly recommend that you stop this episode and proceed to listen to part one because it really is a goodie and I'll get you fully prepared on what to expect for part two. Well, we are now about to embark on our investigation with Becca Knight and the Great Ghost Project. And as you heard in the intro, we are going to hit four of one of the most active locations on board the RMS Queen Mary, which is the Captain's Bridge, Room B340, and the Rope Hold alongside with the biggest location of them all, the first class swimming pool area. Now, Bryce and myself have also booked an overnight stay, which coincidentally was in room B473, which is the room right next to B474. And if you remembered that room and how it was kind of a connection with the lore connected to room B340, then you know. And we just thought that that was the biggest coincidence. Well, We'll also prepare you with our postmortem on what we thought of our investigation. But in this episode, we compiled the recordings of those Estes sessions in all four locations, and we broke it down to some of the most compelling outcomes of those sessions into three to six minute audio clips, which is not the full, I want to say 30 to 40 minutes that we had in each area. And keep in mind, it is for 
locations that we have to do these sessions within three hours because it started at 10 p.m. and it ended at 1 a.m., but it was definitely worth it. And that is the most amazing thing about the Great Ghost Project is that not only are you led on this tour, but it's an interactive tour where you're asked to participate in such sessions within some of the most active places on board the ship, which is really, really worth the money, the time, and most definitely the experience. And with that said, let's just jump into it with our first location, starting with the captain's bridge. And before we hit each audio clip of each location, I'll introduce a piece of history along with hauntings that are connected to each location. So first off, the captain's bridge. So this is where the Queen Mary was controlled and steered from this area. And there is one brass colored telegraph for each of the Queen Mary's four steam engines. And there is the docking telegraph. Now this piece of equipment stands just outside the bridge on the Queen Mary's bridge wings. It was used to tell the men straining to dock the Queen Mary, what the captain wanted them to do with the cables and anchors. They are also linked to similar telegraphs on deck below where the ropes were hauled in. So there is an actual piece of history that still stands there. And John Treasure Jones was the last captain of the Cunard liner Queen Mary, sailing her to her final destination as a hotel in California in 1968. In a career that began at the age of 16, Jones worked his way up the ranks. And this guy has seen a lot, like he's gone through a lot. Here, here's what he's gone through. He survived the torpedo attack on the Lorenic in World War II and going on to captain the Saxonia, the Mauritania and Queen Elizabeth prior to the Queen Mary. Now, when the Queen Mary arrived at its home port of Southampton in September of 1967, at the end of its thousands and final transatlantic voyage after 33 years on the seas, Captain Jones addressed his crew and his fellow officers after a party saying, my heart is rather full. That celebration we have had was full of joy, not sadness. John Treasure Jones was the last captain of the Cunard liner Queen Mary, sailing her into her final destination as a hotel in California in 1968, which proceeded with his retirement within that year, and he passes in 1993. Now, what are the hauntings that are linked to this area? Well, people have claimed to have seen the apparition of Captain Jones himself. Walking around the bridge, and it looks like he's still doing work in the afterlife. He's often staring out the windows, but he also haunts what's left of the former captain's quarters. He has appeared in the wheelhouse and has been seen checking out the pool area. He always appears in full uniform, however, and has been known to fade away if approached. And here is our audio clip of the bridge. Hey. tapped the yellow light before, I'd like you to do it again just so that I know you're here and talking to us. Same. That's the other thing I'll find with my questions if I don't get super specific. I'll get a very sassy answer in response. Uh-huh. You know, I'll be like, is there just one here? And like, I won't get a response. I'm like, okay, outside of my group, is there just one here? And that's when I'll get a response. Um, Do you like the ship being decorated for the holidays? 
slap. That answers it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we've gotten all the answers. We're going to get every leave. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> they slap, obviously. Yes. Oh, you okay? Oh, okay. It yellow lighted, and then she just. Mm -hmm. yeah, Hello? Hi. Did you tap that? Could you do that again, please? My friends missed it. I'm not trying to make you do a trick. I just want to make sure that you're there and that we're understanding each other clearly. Yes. Okay, millennial. Are you a millennial? Oh my god. I would say yes. Are are you a could you tap that yellow light if you're a millennial, please? I'm trying to understand you clearly. I'm sorry. There's a reaction to slap. He said bass. I. This is lingo. I do not understand. Weird. Did she just say weird? Yeah. Hi. Uh. Are you a, are you a man? Could you, if your answer to my questions is ever yes. If you tap that yellow light, you can do it again. That yellow light lets us know that you're saying yes. Are Good. You, are you a man? You can also verbally respond to questions. Ready? We're so ready. Is your name Joseph? Rain? Are you connected to Long Beach or Boat? Oh. Are you connected to the Queen Mary? Do you like sailing the ocean? Is your name Rain? Water? Break? Did you just yellow light? Is your name Rain? The hole? Did she just say water break and he said the hole? The hole. Yeah. I thought I said Nicole. That's trippy. What's your job? Hurry up. This is going back into sounding residual again. Lifeboat. <laughs> yeah, this is sounding residual again. Another laugh. Long Beach. If there's somebody here, we're going to be leaving soon. All right, I'm going to tap these two out. We're going to go to our next location. You're welcome to follow us as we venture around the ship tonight. Otherwise, I'll be back tomorrow. You're welcome to come talk to me and my groups anytime I set this equipment out. Thank you for having us. See you tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow. Good night. Visit. I'll be back to visit. Mm -hmm. An interesting moment twofold. You asked, is your name Rain? The yellow light went and you said water, mm -hmm. which is both water, wet. Um, but then from water, you guys said break. 
the whole. Mm -hmm. And then there was something else that was said shortly after that. Mm -hmm. Oh, lifeboat. During World War II, the Queen Mary had a collision with her escort ship, the, HMN Curaça the HMS Curacao. She sustained damage to her hull. Um, water rushed in. That's crazy. Wow. And they couldn't stop and pick up any people, so the boats behind it had to pick up 102 survivors. 337 sailors lost their life that day. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So that is where That's I say I'm not surprised if we pick up on residual in this space. And granted, I know a lot of history of this space, so I'm piecing together the words mm. and things that you said. But when it felt like a lot wasn't really talking to us, but then like those pieces went together simultaneously yeah, and yeah. described a thing yeah. that loosely, but described a thing that happened. Yeah, that's cool. There's so many. That's interesting. Okay, we may have not made communication with Captain Jones himself, but with most likely a millennial. They always want attention, right? But that's the thing that is so interesting when you are conducting investigations and sessions like this. Oftentimes, it's not just the location, it's not just the structure, it's what's around it. But could it quite possibly be that the Queen Mary itself is a magnet to all wandering ghost spirits or energies around town who knows but we found that quite interesting along with other residual energy that came through so that's another thing that we learned during these estes sessions is maybe it's not something or someone responding to our questions but maybe it's actual residual energy that has been floating around as particles and we just in that moment in that time are able to hear it and collect it all right, now we make our way to the B deck. So you already know where we're going. The most infamous room on board the Queen Mary, room B340, which has been the setting of many paranormal shows, inspired many documentaries, and of course has been the setting of many paranormal videos on YouTube and ghost hunts, of course. Now, what is so interesting about the room is its legend. Remember, keyword here is legend. And if you go back and listen to part one, Becca really clears the air with all the legends and lore connected to this specific room. If you think about it, it was a lore within a lore. In the very beginning, there was a legend connected to room B474 of a family that was brutally murdered by the father. And the father ends up ending his life in the bathroom of that room. Thus, now you have a haunted room. When in all actuality, it was a family that was killed in a different state, a different city. And they were related to a passenger that was staying in room b 4 Seven, four. And the ship holds documents of this passenger and documents of the telegram that was sent to her in word of her family passing, right? Somehow, some way, the House of Mouse decided to take this lore and insert it into room B340. If you remember too, in part one, Becca also mentions how the House of Mouse comes in and leases the ship for a dollar, a whole buck. Because based on my research too, at one point, Disney wanted to take a piece of Long Beach where the Queen Mary was docked and turned it into Disney by the sea. They wanted to make a Disneyland by the sea in Long Beach, with the Queen Mary being its main attraction and turning this ship into pretty much the haunted mansion 
on the sea by providing many paranormal expeditions and tours based on the lures and the crimes connected to the Queen Mary. And so they decided to try to create theatrics in room B474. But because the room was still being used as a hotel room and had guests checking in and out, the managers at the time relayed the information to Disney by saying, hey, we have room B340. It's actually a storage area. You guys can actually renovate it, turn it into a theatrical room. Thus, Disney decided to do that. So Mickey Mouse brought his Imagineers into the room, they got to work and supply the room with many theatrics. So any guest that would stay in the room would experience a haunted room created by Mickey Mouse himself, with the water of the faucet turning on by itself in the bathroom, weird whispers and scratches and knocks on the walls and doors. Now, after Disney pulled away from the Queen Mary, they left a couple of things behind, meaning they left a lot of those theatrics in room B340. So a lot of people were still checking into this room because the Queen Mary said, hey, we renovated this as a hotel room. Let's keep it as a hotel room. But they forgot the theatrics. So the guests were staying here and experiencing Disney's haunts. And those stories circulated more and more within time that it created a huge phenomenon for many thrill seekers, paranormal enthusiasts, investigators and hunters to come in and summon Lord knows what. At the moment, you can't rent room B340 because we can't have nice things. People have been going into the room and stealing items and also stealing the room number. So... Now they close it off to us and it's only open for certain tours and the Grey Ghost Project. Okay, but people still claim that they see and experience some weird things. Well, of course, there is a possibility that many thrill seekers and people who have actually checked into this room and created content, summoned something, most likely created an egregore. And that egregore most likely responded to whatever they wanted these individuals to do. But according to other accounts, alleged accounts, people have claimed that they do feel odd cold spots within the room. They have seen items move on their own. They've heard whispers, scratches and knocks from the closet and, and the walls. Shadow figures have been seen roaming around certain portions of the room. And you get this feeling as though someone is climbing into bed with you or sitting at the foot of your bed. But let's go ahead and see what we collected during our Estes session within room B340. And here is our audio clip. This is Jim. Something's dead. I'm a leaning right now. Did we just learn your name? Whoever's been tapping the yellow light. Can you confirm by yellow light if your name is Jim, please? I have no idea what he said. Can you confirm if your name is Jim by tapping the yellow light? I can't. Can you confirm that your name is not Jim by tapping the yellow light, please? Fire longer you might have heard it i might have heard it but i'm not sure 
are you? Hello? Not sure. Generally, when you say hello, my name is Becca, a person would respond with. If you don't That's too foggy. If you don't want to tell me your name, maybe I already call you by a nickname. Could you confirm? No. No. Okay. Without me. Could we call you by a nickname? How do you feel with all these people coming into your space? Oh. Yeah. No, but the yellow light went. Or was the yellow light telling? Good evening. Is the yellow light telling us? Mm -hmm. Well, hello. Yeah. Hello. Okay. One word. <laughs> Who are you? Hi. Yeah. My name's Becca. There's people peering in from the hallway, and I've brought some friends. We're allowed to be in here. The yellow light has gone off a few times, but I'm not sure what you're telling me. Ken? Were you saying hello? Are you Ken? Hello? I'm going to tap these friends out. Cold. But we're not leaving yet. I'd like to continue talking to you if you're You willing. couldn't live? I'm afraid. Miss the ages. If you're talking to us, I'd like to continue talking to you. I'm going to tap these friends out and let somebody else listen for you. Let's go. Let's go. Laughing. We're laughing. She heard us. She heard us. All right, I'm going to tap these friends out. We're going to shuffle a little bit. I don't mean for any of us to get into your space or intrude, but we might do that a little bit. All right, are you still here with us? Cinco. Fast forward. You guys were saying leave and you know things you. of that nature, but it didn't feel like necessarily like get out and leave. No, it was so leave. determined. It was like they were talking about. Yes, ma'am. Me. Mm -hmm. I heard I am afraid. Um, you guys did hear. You know, I'm scared. You know, mm -hmm. and I was like, hey, we're not leaving yet. We'd like <laughs> to talk to you. Mm. Um, is somebody here still talking to us? Could you show us? I had also, you guys said, like, this is Jim. And I was like, can you confirm your name is Jim? And you said, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Which is either I can't confirm or no, because I'm not Jim. <laughs> <laughs> So was there a Jim trying to make communication with us? We will never know, but we do know that there is a possibility that Becca's friend, who they named Skylark, could be the one who has been following us around in other tours, but still misleading us in certain ways, of course. Sometimes we feel like there is some sort of a precocious energy that will never let us know its true name and identity. Another thing that I failed to mention during these Estes sessions is that there are two individuals who are acting as the receivers. So they're both blindfolded with noise canceling headphones connected to the SB7 box. And for those of you who are wondering still, what is the Estes method? Um, the Estes method is a method that was created by the in-house paranormal investigation team within the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, 
Colorado. It was created by Carl Pfeiffer, Michelle Tate, and Connor Randall. And in order to perform the Estes method, you need one or two investigators who wear a blindfold to limit visual stimulation or triggers, and also a pair of noise-canceling headphones connected to a spirit box, which is a device that is used to scan through radio frequencies. And it is believed to be a, a communication tool between the living and the dead. The dead using those frequencies to relay messages through those words in the radio or songs or jingles to the receiver, who is the investigator that is blindfolded and wearing noise canceling headphones. It's also a wonderful way to eliminate a lot of group biases in group investigations. But in this case, it's really cool because Becca uses two individuals who volunteer to be the receivers and us who are asking the questions are the senders. Okay, now let's make our way to one of the scariest places, in my opinion, on board the RSMS Queen Mary, and that is the rope hold. Not room B340, no. I, I Honestly, it was this one. It sits directly over the forward cargo hold, which is one of the scariest places I've ever seen on the ship. And during World War II, it is said that this was the area that they would put the POWs being returned. In short, this wasn't really a very positive and happy and very hospitable place, if you know what I mean. It is said allegedly, allegedly, um, hard alleged, um, all the deaths that happened on the ship, this place never had exact records kept of how many people actually died in the rope hold. Now, um, it said that it wasn't from mistreatment, but it was actually from the POWs fighting each other to the death. Um, allegedly you had Germans and Italians who brawled and most likely killed each other in these brawls. Um, I've heard people, this is just hearsay, and this is just alleged that there have been 50 or more deaths, possibly over a hundred or 200 deaths. But like I said, there's no proof and there's actually no records. So no one can be sure, but I will tell you this, this was a very heavy, heavy place. Now, the hauntings connected to this location is apparitions of servicemen, cold spots, and a very sad and oppressive feeling in the air. You also hear voices and footsteps. And I said to myself and then to Bryce, this is where we're going to volunteer as tribute to conduct an Estes session together. We're twinning here, Bryce. And with a ball of sweat rolling down his forehead, he said, Okay, so we decided to sit and actually conduct an Estes method in this location together. And it was very, very interesting. You'll hear in the audio clip um, what we came up with. I will say that a lot of what we experienced paralleled with what we were hearing, which was a lot of voices of men. If you're a Patreon member, you'll see the video. We'll have it on our Patreon page. If not, then you better sign up for it because we got the video. All right, here's our audio clip of our Estes session. Um, hey, hello. Hello. Who else is going? Hi, I'm Aaron. Hey, Guten Tag. <laughs> What's your favorite German beer? Hi, my name is Rob. Hi, Nicole. 
Hi, I'm Monica. Hi, I'm Lauren. Hi, I'm Jackie. Hi, I'm Ian. That's all my friends tonight. Um. That's all of them. Can you let me know if you said Guten Tag, please? If you feel like walking with us tonight, this will show us where you are and where you were. If you'd like to show us that you're here in the space with us. Is my friend here? I'm on the ship. I know you're on the ship if you're talking to us. Because we're on the ship also. <laughs> What's your name? Yellow, Yellow light. light. <laughs> what do you do on the ship? What's your role? Hi, how are you? I'm great, how are you? What's your name? Was this area one of your stations on the ship? Am I free? Do you enjoy pulling the ropes around here? Funny. You ask, are you free? You did. I say you are. There's a green light over there in your space tonight. Would I be able to see you tap that to make it go to red? I know you can tap the yellow still. I'd like to know if you can still tap the green light. If we've spoken before, and you know I'm not trying to- William. Not trying to make you do a trick. On the port. I'm just trying to know if we can understand each other clearly, and if my equipment works so that we can have clear conversations. Are you staying on the, are you staying on the port side of the ship? Hello. Hello. Is your name William? Is there anybody who frequents this space whose name is William? What was that? Is there anyone who frequents this space whose name is William? Speak German. Ich verstehe Sie nicht. Rope. I'm freezing. Are you still here with us? Are you talking to us? We're gone. Hands on deck. Run. Hands on deck. Why are you running? How are you feeling? Yeah. Is there something that's happening in this space that's unaware we're here? Slowly. Slowly dark. We're just trying to talk to you. You could make something light up. Ship. Like to know if my friend it got is worse. I'd like to know if my friend is here tonight. Help. Help. What do you need help with? Are you hurt? Have you witnessed a passenger or crew member go overboard? They got cold. And there was one. Just one. Just one what? Were you able to save them? Two, one, three. You're up.
Is that the passenger number of the person that went overboard? Yeah, Galloway. Two one three. Yeah. Save Mary. Save Mary. Was that the person's name that went Mary. Thank you. You're right. In the engine. In the engine room. Hands on deck. On deck. I yelled. What did you yell? Hands on deck. Was there an accident in the engine room when you called for help? Mitch. Is that your name, Mitch? Or is this Mary? Ready or not. Here you come. I don't want to stop talking to you if you're talking to us. I'm going to tap these friends out and give somebody else a chance to listen. We're still here, we're not leaving. Our time isn't up here yet. Good job, guys. Thank you. Um, Okay, so while going over this audio, I played it over and over again. I sent this clip to a friend of mine to get their opinion. And it does sound like there is a gentleman who is whispering into my microphone of my camera. I had the camera and mic rolling by my foot. And you can hear other voices. You can hear other voices in the background, but this voice in particular, at the timestamp of 3246, um, I think it was when I say ready or not, you hear a whisper of a man and it sounds like he's saying, I know. And here's the clip. Let me know your opinion. Uh, Becca, if you're listening to <laughs> let me know as well. But um, it just didn't sound like anybody else in the room at this point. But here it is. Ready or not. It just sounds a little too close to the microphone and it didn't match anyone else's voice in the room, but I am very much open to anyone else's interpretation. Could let me know at hollyweirdparanormal at gmail.com what you think it is or in the post of our Instagram for this episode. But um, what I did feel at this point, um, the second portion or the second half of the Estes session is I started to feel very anxious. I started to feel as though there was an emergency, but anxiety was brewing in, in me. Like I just felt very, very on edge. I think it's the best way I could describe it. But that room definitely had a vibe. It had a feeling. And um, the way that Becca had it laid out and lit in red light definitely added a vibe to it, of course. You'll hear in our postmortem what Bryce's thoughts were during this Estes session, what he thought of the Estes method and what was going on in his headphones, too. So just stay tuned for that, of course. Okay, guys, we're going to make our way to one of the most famous areas aboard the ship. You guessed it. If you've been following us on Instagram, 
It's the first class swimming area. Yes, this is home to Jack A or Jackie. And if you're not dead, then you can't sit with us in this pool area. Sorry, that's just the rules. But this is one of the most popular sought out places on board the Queen Mary. And yes, it is closed to the public since 2018. No one can go inside unless you book a tour on the Great Ghost Project and you'll get access to go in and conduct a really awesome EVP session within this location. And um, just as a forewarning, guys, if you are looking for this area, you want to go inside and the doors are locked, um, don't break in. Please don't do it. If you want to get banned from the ship, this is the way to do it. People have broken into this area and have been escorted out and most possibly been banned from the boat from doing it. Just don't do it. It is actually pretty dangerous because if you're on the second level, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of holes on the ground and you will definitely fall and hurt yourself and most likely possibly pass and become another ghost in this area with Jackie. So no, no to that one, please. All right. Now here's the 401 on the first class swimming area. Now the Queen Mary was originally, it originally had not one, but two indoor pools and the first class pool still remains as allegedly one of the most haunted areas on board the ship. The pool area was decked out with Turkish baths and changing rooms. The main pool area is all art deco consisting of amazing tiled walls, floors and columns, even a little wooden slide. When the Queen Mary first arrived in Long Beach, the pool was originally used as the hotel pool and it eventually had issues holding water and the pool was finally drained and closed in the 80s. Now, only appearing on some of the tours that the Queen Mary offers. <clears throat> Great Ghost Project. When it was open, stories abounded of strangeness and apparitions. Swimmers would feel like there was someone else in the pool with them, even though they were alone. A woman wearing a 1930s-style bathing suit, appearing in her late 20s or early 30s, was often seen sometimes diving into the empty pool and other times leaving the pool and heading off into the changing area. She would even occasionally leave wet footprints in the pool area. So this is where this legend started from. The wet footprints persisted even after the pool was closed and drained. But this area is where many believe the ghost of little Jackie resides. Even though there was no record of a little girl passing on the ship by this name, people still claim that they've had made communication with her. And if you heard in part one of our interview with Becca, many psychics have claimed that they've moved Jackie on into the light, but Jackie is still there and you don't push her into the light. Her story blew up after fame psychic Peter James investigated the ship and had claimed to have made communication with a little girl named Jackie. And ever since then, Jackie's story, along with her presence, grew, thus making her one of the most popular legends and ghosts on board the Queen Mary. 
Now, we didn't conduct the Estes session in this space. What we ended up doing was more of kind of like an EVP interview-like session using a couple of other tools that Becca had in her kit. So we still remained with the EDI and also the K2 meters alongside with another tool that is used in sessions like this when trying to communicate with an apparition of a child. And that is the Boo Bear or the Boo Buddy. It's an actual teddy bear and the sucker has so many bells and whistles. If you research it, you can find it on GhostDot, but it's a pretty expensive device because it's not just a teddy bear. It has an EMF detector. It can detect also shifts in temperature, pressure, and even vibrations. And it can also relay messages. So there's a phrase bank that this teddy bear has, and you'll hear it in our session. It will go off and it will say in a child's voice, let's recite the ABC or the alphabet. Let's sing a song. Let's play a game. And it goes off after we ask a couple of questions, which is really, really interesting. So here is our audio clip of our session within the first class swimming pool. Did Jackie come through or was it probably one of Becca's friends? Let's listen. This could have just simply been a space that she spent some of the happiest days of her life, and that's why she would want to come and stay here for all time. Um, so there's definitely interactions with a little girl named Jackie. There's also reports of other entities in this space as well. So I always like to throw it out to Jackie or whoever's sick of hearing about this Jackie girl. We're here to talk to them. <laughs> um, so I'll get the camera set. We'll do our introductions as usual. Do we like that it's Christmas time? It's cold. <laughs> that's one of those things that I can't tell yet if that's somebody touching him or if it's just his butt Lord. feeling the cold yeah. style. I mean, there is yellow light. Okay, maybe it's somebody touching him. All right, are you playing with Mr. Bear? Hello? I don't mean to scare you or put any pressure on you. Thanks for tapping my yellow light. So that's that. Can you please say something? Uh, it's probably him reacting to me, but since we went from her, it's cold to the yellow light, that's intriguing as well. Um, do feel free to jump in, ask questions. Why do you like swimming in the pool? and having pretty much the yellow light to be able to have those interactions, think of framing questions in a yes, no response. That way, if it is an answer of yes, um, that they could tap that yellow light to tell us yes. Do you like swimming in the pool? Did you tap the yellow light to say yes? Gotta learn to tap the yellow light a little quicker so that we can play that game. 
Avoid the temptation, everyone. <laughs> Marco! Do you like to play hide and seek? Do you, do you remember Peter James? Does it get lonely in here? It'll be like somebody's here one second and then gone the next. You'll have a conversation with them. And sometimes it's like a child. It's like, hi, bye. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's just like this conversation that happens and then it's just gone. Um, whereas pre and during COVID, if I found myself having a conversation with someone, it felt like I was having that conversation with them for 30, 40, two hours. Oh, wow. You know, um, it would be as long as I was in the space and able to stay and investigate. Um, this space is also new. This reopening is new. Um, you know, so with Jackie specifically, that she has been seen all around the ship. If she has been running around the ship, she's been going wherever else, you know, to find whoever may be willing to talk. Now we're like, hey, you don't gotta go anywhere. We're right here, we're coming to you. Um, so this also helps us reestablish the space mm -hmm. to help start that communication here again. Um, Why do you think it changed after COVID? Yeah, I was about to ask you. I, I'm worried that I'm kind of having to help repair human spirit communications. Are there more people here? Um, I think it's more about who was here. Um, during that time, the only people that were mostly coming aboard would have been productions, many of them paranormal productions. And there is a certain way that they generally conduct themselves and act and um, treat the space and the entities that they interact with. So if those were the only people you were talking to and interacting with for a certain period of time, you'd probably find yourself tired of people or anytime you saw this stuff come out again. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I'm having to build back that bridge of trust of like, I'm not like that. I hope I'm not like that. I'm sorry for that. Um, So I, I'm not sure. It's it's just strange. It's definitely a different world than what it was pre and during COVID, um, and what it is now. And you know, I do wonder if part of that is just a careful what you wish for. You know, that they missed the people for so long, and now the people are back. They're like, oh, I forgot about this bullshit. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, we, we did feel that way when we came out of quarantine. We were in quarantine for so long that we were like, oh, I'll hug a stranger. I don't care. I, I just want to go out and see, just want to go out and see somebody. Hello. Um, but then once you got out and found people again, you were like, mm, you know what? Maybe um, my pajamas and staying at home and watching Netflix isn't so bad. I think I'm just going to go home. Um, did you miss the people? I was going to ask that too. Or do you realize you didn't miss them so much now that they're back? Do you not like the lights?
disrupt you or disturb you. So we don't know 100% who or what we were making communication with in the pool. We definitely felt that maybe it could have been one of Becca's friends or could it possibly be linked to one of the energies within the first class swimming pool. We will never know 100%, but given the right time and maybe a certain moment, who knows, right? What I did appreciate was Becca's input in regards to what the ship was truly going through post-quarantine and how she is repairing, and I quote, human connection on board the Queen Mary. As we mentioned before in part one, you have to understand that there's a great sense of respect and ethics when you do or conduct a paranormal investigation, especially on board such a haunted location like the Queen Mary. And with that said comes great respect for whatever energies that you can't see that are around you. And I did appreciate her response in terms of what the ship was possibly going through and feeling. Was it overwhelmed by its massive amounts of visitors who truly love her? But then again, you have another group of individuals that come in with productions, cameras, and content. They need content and they're willing to do anything to exploit her. And that's where it gets a little sticky, right? And Aiden and Becca are really working hard to repair that bridge of human connection and communication with those that we really can't see on board the RMS Queen Mary. Now, as we move forward, we go into our post-mortem or post-mortem coffee talk. Yes, we were desperate to find coffee the next morning. Unfortunately, there is Starbucks. Thank goodness. <laughs> board the Queen Mary. So you knew that Bryce was very excited for that. And um, we will sit down and pretty much go over thoughts, our final thoughts in regards to what we experienced on the Grey Ghost Project, our final thoughts on the Estes session, specifically Bryce's first time doing the Estes session in the rope hold, and what we truly feel is most likely haunting the Queen Mary. So here is our postmortem. All right, guys, so Bryce and myself are sitting um, and having coffee, one of the most important fluids that we need to intake every morning. Um, we have just fulfilled the Great Ghost Project. We just interviewed Becca Knight, and we also participated in the Estes Method together in the R-Deck rope room, I think a rope yes. deck. That's what it was called. It was a really intense area. In my opinion, it was. But um, we did the overnight. We slept in the room. And I don't know, Bryce, did you get sustoled by a ghost? No, I fell asleep. <laughs> I'm no Were you haunted by a ghost? You fell haunted asleep? by my pillow. <laughs> I, look, if I'm awake, there's a chance that I might like experience something. But once I fall asleep, that, that's that it. it. That, no, you passed out. tired. Yeah. I had to walk like so many stairs. Oh. <laughs> There's stairs on we the We noticed that. So in the Great Ghost Experience, not only will you be encountering possible entities, but you'll be getting your steps in. You will be getting haunted by cardio. Yes. The scariest <laughs> of all ghosts. You don't have to burn sage. You just burn calories. Uh, you got It's fine. Yeah. It's, I really feel a little sore today. Yeah. My legs. And Becca does it in heels. I know. 
she carrying her suitcase and her heels. I was like, I'm she dying. She was efficient, yeah. man. It was a well-organized, well-led tour. Yeah, really cool. And the people on there were pretty decent. I mean, there were a couple of loud ones, but... <laughs> I mean, it's so cool, though, because you get to see parts of the ship that, like, not only would you not see them, but you wouldn't even think to go to these places. Right. So to see, like... I mean, it's a, like you said earlier this morning, it's a maze. Like, there's so many places that, like, we got to just walk around and see the history of, and I don't know, that that was, for me, the coolest part, just seeing, like, the underbelly, and yes, we did get to see the pool. That was so cool and so that unexpected. Like, when she said it, I was like, oh, my God, like, I had no I idea. I know. I, that was the cherry on the top. That is your money's worth, because in since 2018, they have closed the pool area, People have, um, as she has explained in the interview, people have broken in, which is illegal. Do not do. You will get in trouble, possibly banned from the ship, guys. Don't do that. And and it's not worth it, too, because it's very dangerous. There are certain locations in the pool area that has, I don't know, the floors have holes so you could fall through. It's really dangerous. But we were able to go into um, the first, like, the bottom section of the pool. We were right next to the pool. And we were able to use a Boo Bear, the EDI. I love that she uses the, the Eddie and 2K2 meters to see who or what was willing to make communication. Possibly, you know, the alleged spirit of Jackie or whoever, I guess, was following us throughout the tour. But it was pretty interesting. Um, what were your, what was your favorite room? Like, what was the room that you felt maybe a little tingly or maybe a little indifferent if you felt anything? I really actually liked the the first room right off the little captain's area. Yeah. That was really cute. Just oh, the captain's bridge? Yeah, because it was just, like, so much, like, history was there. And they have it, like, preserved to, like, there's, like, books that are behind glass. And I don't know, like, that. I thought that room was really cool. Um, I mean, the tour is just really well done. I think Becca's just curated something that, like, even though I think not that much really happened yeah she was saying that usually the 10 o'clock show is a bit calmer she doesn't know if it's like the energy of the first show kind of saps it or whatever but even though there wasn't a lot of like things happening quote unquote it was still such a beautiful tour and like she's so incredible and like her knowledge of the ship is so vast like it's just it was a really cool experience but i think that was my favorite like seeing the bridge and all that what about you I really enjoyed, I mean, the rope deck and the pool. But the rope deck, that room with the rope, and it was just nothing but red light because that's what, I mean, it was so dark that it needed to be lit with something. Um, but that room, I felt the most. We did the Estes session, and there's one point during the Estes session, this was just me personally. Um, I kind of fell into a trance and I kind of felt very anxious. Like I felt anxiety and I kept on hearing men's voices saying like run or, um, there's one point where I said two, one, three, um, all hands on deck. I kept on saying, hearing and saying all hands on deck. Yeah. And she did talk about that. Like with these places, there's a lot of like residual things, um, because of the amount of history that's happened here. And like, you know, there's people who worked here for decades and it's been here for decades so talking about like these things it was really interesting to hear talk about like oh these types of things are usually residual things that like i hear almost every tour Mm -hmm. and then like these things are maybe more like a conversation more communicative so like watching her kind of like funnel through what we're hearing is really cool 
And did you feel anything during your first Estes session? So Bryce... Actually, Bryce and myself, um, we did an Estes session together. So that's the wonderful thing about her tour. You can participate in these sessions. It's very hands-on. Very hands-on. She gives everybody a chance. And um, both Bryce and myself volunteered as tribute to do it <laughs> in this room. And we'll have that footage um, in a few weeks because they recorded it. Um, did you feel or hear anything? Like, what was your experience doing the Estes session for the first time. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it was interesting. I, I never really heard, like, full words. Like, it was so fast. Mm-hmm. But all of the fragments of voices that I did hear were male. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. That, like, you know, it's doing frequency eventually. I mean, if it's anything like my radio frequency, I only listen to female artists. So, like, <laughs> I don't really know why Beyonce wasn't coming through my headset. <laughs> Um, so that was interesting that it was like mostly just male voices that I was hearing, but they were like, it wasn't even like, it was like snippets of the starts of words. Like I couldn't really get a hold on it. So that was very interesting. Um, I only heard like a couple, I think I heard like, thank you at one point. I don't remember what I said. I, I hardly said anything. Um, the thing I did notice is that my eyes were like REMing because you're wearing like yeah what are like noise dampening headphones and like a eye mask Mm -hmm. and so you're like ostensibly blind and deaf and my eyes were like twitching with the pulse of the radio interesting so it was like a very hypnotic like i was like i don't know how they explain it but it was like my eyes were like reming in time with the pulsing yeah and it was it was like you said like very trance like because i was like aware of my body yeah but i still like jumped a little bit when she like was like okay it's like time i I was like oh wow that was like that was like very surreal uh yeah so even though i didn't like really hear that much the experience i mean just in general of being like blind and deaf to the outside world was very interesting yeah i really enjoyed that session i really enjoyed all the areas of the ship i think it was very well curated we um just to preface we went through the captain's bridge first room b340 and uh the rope room or r deck and then we ended everything in the pool room which was awesome and that was the end of that tour it lasted three hours um, it's well worth the money. It's 125, but it's three hours. You're given a lanyard. You're given um, this really cool like face mask that says "Gray Ghost Project," which I thought was really smart. So you can participate in the Estes session, and you're given a great tour, access into places that are not open to the public, and you're also participating in everything which is awesome so it's 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 so well done and access to becca as a resource in general is that alone like having her explain what she knows about this ship that alone is worth the ticket price like she's so knowledgeable she is and i trust her yeah we trust her and i've been on uh, i've been on tours and i'm gonna say this with heavy finger quotes ghost hunts in certain areas where i felt like the guide was not giving me like his honest truth like it was just like this thing i want to feed you just to like excite you like i'm making this up it's all fable and with her it was like no this is what it is or what 
I think it is. Yeah, she's yeah. very open to like, this is what I'm experiencing or thinking, but I don't know. Yeah, but we don't know, and we will never know. Yeah. So, Bryce, um, what is your final thoughts on the Queen Mary before we come to a close? Do you think it's haunted? Does she have an energy? Is she the Beyonce of all ships? Yeah. <laughs> that one goes without saying. Come on. Uh, I think people really want her to be haunted, and that desire is an energy in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, I think all historical landmarks have an energy. So that, to me, that makes total sense. That, like, the ship... I mean, if you really think about it at its core, it's in element. It's water, it's wood, it's metal. Yeah. It's this very, like... Like she even says, she's like, we, we use the ship as part of the radio conductor. She's attaching the wire to the ship. So there is a lot of energy that just goes into the construction of something, let alone the history. Uh, do I think that there are entities? It's hard to say after only one night. Yeah. I think she definitely is experiencing something. Like She definitely has a closer connection. I think people really want it to be haunted. And again, we were talking about that with her during the interview. Like, you know, people come and they're like, oh, it's like this, this, and this. And she's like, um, that's like the the lore of it. That's like not, like Jackie, technically there is no record of a girl drowning in a pool. But so many people have believed and want that to be true that now there are energies there that respond to the Jackie lore of everything so I think again we always come back to like what are you bringing to the session to the energy that's already here um yeah I think it's a beautiful historical entity that's like now thankfully tied into Long Beach's like history you know yes agreed I I personally I agree with you yeah I think it's definitely a place that we want to believe it's one of the most haunted places in you know the world for that matter I think that the Queen Mary is haunted but by what mm-hmm. is my and that is something that she explained like the first thing she said yeah. and instantly I'm like we're gonna be friends like yeah, I, yeah. I like that approach because I, I just don't like it when people instantly label something um I believe it definitely is haunted by what? Is it parallel dimensions? Are we seeing people who are boarding the ship in their real time in the 40s, the 50s, the 60s? And they're seeing us in their real time and they're thinking, whoa, what's going on? (laughs) You know? And or is it, you know, something to do with the earth, geomagnetism? Or could it be what she said? Is it somebody who has passed, a discarded agent who is connected to the ship? And based on Aiden's you know, seance, there have been documented 57 individuals that passed on this ship. It's rec- it's recorded. It's in documents. Could their souls still be wandering around here? Are, they, are their souls still connected to this ship? So I think that there is a haunted element too. But just like Becca said, we just truly don't know what it is until I think we cross over that that threshold and leave our mortal coil i think we'll find that answer out for sure yeah well i love one of the things she said in the tour she was like i'm paraphrasing but it was essentially like sorry i know this can be tedious but this is the best way we know how to communicate so if there's like a way that you prefer like show us like she has the k2 the yellow light the cat ball the video is recording so i just really appreciated that she was like this is a very 
like we're just approaching it in such a scientific way, but we're limited in the knowledge and the tools that we have. Mm-hmm. I mean, we think back on like Einstein, or sorry, like Isaac Newton discovering gravity, and you're like, well, obviously, but he didn't have those tools, and so it took centuries of people before they like realized what he was talking about. Like, oh, right, that is real. The Earth is round. But at the time, that was heretical, and so it's I think a very similar situation. Like, you don't know what you don't know. We have the tools that we have. And she's approaching it in as scientific a way as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciate that. Yes. I really love the way she conducted the tools. She set them up. And lastly, this is so important. And this is something that I rarely see um, leads do on a investigation is when they know how they know how the device operates. Because I see people come in and they bring devices that they see on television shows and they're like, I got this. I'm like, well, how does it work? Uh, what are the specs? Where is, it ga- where is it gathering this information? Is it gathering from some sort of a cloud, a storage, or like a word bank? How does it operate? Have you discussed this with the, you know, the creator of this app or this one device? Like, and I can never get a lucid answer. And there are times, too, where I'm like, well, I really don't know where it's gathering this information. From what I read, it's gathering these words or whatnot, you know, from a word bank in this program. Or um, it's not operating through a system or using the Internet. You know, it's really interesting. So that is something that I, too, appreciated about her. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, guys, we will be posting the videos very soon on patreon we have to wait two weeks she records and documents um everything like she has a um analog of all this stuff that she's recorded even it's um documented on their instagram as you guys heard gray ghost project you can find all the videos from the investigations and we will definitely be posting the big video of us doing the Estes Method. Yeah. So you get to see Bryce <laughs> actually doing the Estes Method, investigating one of the most haunted areas in the Queen Mary, which is awesome. So um, thank you guys so much for tuning into our live. Yeah, it's so, so fun. Um, and, and hopefully we'll get to participate in another tour yes. soon. We still they have the... Back They're just, I just love them so much. They're so generous and like their time and their knowledge is such a valuable resource and just like I said it last night in the pre-show I just love watching artists do the thing that they love and god they're just so passionate and it it just bleeds through every millisecond of the tour and his seance and god I just love them so much you know that they have a heart of a theater kid right yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right guys make sure you be following us on our instagram on hollywood paranormal on Instagram and Facebook, and also HWP on the X app, which is formerly known as Twitter. If you are um, interested in doing a tour with the Grey Ghost Experience, please follow them on Instagram, book a tour. They have dates, they have spots, they do um, sell out certain dates, so just make sure that you book in advance and you show up on time. And 57 Ghost Seance is definitely still in effect. So book your tickets for that as well. And also, um, if you have a ghost story that you're dying to share with us, 
we are still collecting ghost stories for our um, listeners' tales. So you can forward them to hollywoodparanormal at gmail.com. You could type it or you could record it on a voice memo and send it to us. And I think that's about it. Bryce, do you have anything else you want to say before we head on out to our hood? Another huge thank you to our new BFF, Becca Knight, over at the Queen Mary's Great Ghost Project, guys. Once again, if you are really interested in learning more about the history, the correct history of the Queen Mary, along with its haunted history, and are pursuing a paranormal investigation there, this is the best way to do it, to gain access into places that are closed off to the public. So for $125, that's how much the cost of the ticket is. It's $125. You have access to Becca and her knowledge, her equipment, the locations, and access to these places that, once again, are closed off to the public. And it is your money's worth. You get so much in those three hours. We highly recommend. So be sure to follow them on Instagram. And of course, on Facebook, you can make your reservations on their website, greyghostproject.com, or you can find out more information through the Queen Mary's website as well. And also, guys, if you're not a Patreon member, tis the time, right? For as little as $1 or more per month, you can support the podcast, but you're also given access to many things like our secret podcast society of Saturday Night Ghost Club. Everyone has a ghost story. We collect them and put them together in this wonderful little podcast for you. Just in case you're having some Holly weird withdrawals, there's some more episodes there for you. Some really great stories. Our most recent one came from the Whittier Historical Society Museum. It's a goodie. And of course, you'll gain access to our videos, especially this one of us conducting the Estes session in the rope hold of the RMS Queen Mary with the Great Ghost Project. You'll actually get to see Becca in action and how everything is coordinated and conducted. It's really good. We highly recommend that you go check it out. We also want to give another huge thank you and welcome to our new Holly Weird Patreon members, Sam, Shanina, Karina, and Mike J. Thank you guys so much for donating and supporting the podcast. If you haven't received any of your goodies, please send us an email with your address so we can send you your Holly Weird goodies. And I know that we ordered some more uh, coaster stickers and even these really cute little Halloween-like erasers are so adorable it's like a cat a ghost and a jack-o'-lantern you must you must have them in your kit somewhere right so if you haven't received them please send us your address via hollyweirdparanormal at gmail.com that's hollyweirdparanormal at gmail.com we are still waiting for those ghost stories guys i think if we get one or two more we're ready to roll with the listeners tales we have a couple of really good stories and we're just excited to share them all right friends we hope you had a wonderful 2020 24. Here's to a wonderful new year. 2023 can definitely suck it, but we hope that you are enjoying your new year and that you're staying healthy, staying weird, but most of all, you're Holly weird. All right, friends, take care and till next time.